0: Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. Well, in recent days, we have been talking about growing spiritually and something quite controversial that we've been talking about. That is religiosity versus biblical spirituality. And you have seen, Camille, right around the world, uh, there are religious people who are very similar, even though they come from different religious foundations.
1: Well, Neil, (laughs) living in Australia, we don't often run into overtly religious people, usually among a few migrants, but the average Australian, as you know, they're pretty laid back down to earth and they don't want much religious stuff. There are some benefits of this kind of uh, atmosphere (laughs) 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 and contrast that to say other parts of the world, particularly, I would call it the Middle East. Just remember, Neil, Asia, the continent, from Beirut to Beijing, is the most religious place on earth, most religious continent on earth. And it's interesting, from Beirut to Beijing, Asia is the birthplace of all major world religions. Think about it. All of them came from Asia. What came from Africa? What came from Europe? What came from South America? That is a world religion. No, all the major world religions came out of Asia. Asia is a very religious place. But in the Middle East, you get to see some variety, particularly in the city of Jerusalem, where you can see side by side religious Jew, religious Christian, and religious Muslim. It is actually uncanny how much in common these three groups have. I'm talking about the overtly religious. So what do they look like? (laughs) Uh, Pardon me for being so general, but they seem to all dress in black. (laughs) For starters, male and female. Uh, They often have for the men facial hair, beards. Nothing wrong with that. Jesus probably had a beard too. And they are not what I call joyful people. I rarely see a smile on any of those faces. And to me, when you read Scripture, it talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. If I thought, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, Neil, but if I thought that the only way to please God was to dress in black, have a long look in my face, and grow a beard, <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. And I'm sure most people wouldn't know what to do. Look, it's not to say none of those people are good, decent people. It's not to say that they aren't capable of good things But there is another side too, and this is fairly common knowledge, at least among those that live locally, that some of those overtly religious people are not consistent morally. They can have issues with alcohol, heavy smoking rates among them, and even uh, infidelity has been consistently rumored among their ranks. There's obviously something seriously wrong with that picture. Now, Camille, let's bring the contrast in what
0: we've been talking about growing as a biblically Christian spirituality. What is the difference? What is the uniqueness that comes from that spirituality as contrasted with those religiosities?
1: I believe the genuinely spiritual, God-pleasing individual is, first of all, normal. They're normal. They look and dress and act, in one sense, like a normal, ordinary person. But there's the massive difference is the spiritual life within. And there is, in my estimation, a a great shining of joy, a shining of peace from their hearts and, and countenances, and love. You can see it. You can feel it. This joy, this peace, this love that comes from them. Why? Because they're genuinely connected with God. Just remember, God told Samuel that he does not look at the outward appearance, nor is God impressed with the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. So it's from the heart we need to begin
0: in growing in God.